this episode of Talk About Board Games, we concoct evil plans, discuss space exploration, and revive a sibling rivalry when my brother Keith joins us playing Mission Red Planet. This is Fred, and the Red Planet calls. I have answered the call to explore the Red Planet. If you've answered the call, please agree by stating your name. I never even heard the phone ring. (laughs) Are you kidding me? You don't want to play? I'm Nicole. Yeah, I want to play. Oh, then you're going to Mission Red Planet. Okay. All right. I state my name, Nicole. (laughs) This is episode 29. 29? We're in the second year. Would you call this season two? We're going to do that. I don't think we're ever going to. We do didn't that. take a break, so no. <sighs> I know. There's no seasons if you don't take a break. When sweeps week. <laughs> <laughs> do they do that anymore? I don't know. I'm sure they do. <clears throat> That's usually when they put on the, all the programming that you wish was like on every single week. Usually has nothing to do with their regular scheduled stuff. They'll be like, David Copperfield performs a levitation. Levitates the Statue of Liberty over the Great Wall of China. You and I are the only ones that want to see that. I would love that. It would be fun. We saw David Copperfield live one time. We did. He's way better than his television show. We got to go for free because it, well, I shouldn't say because it was on my birthday, but Uh, it was on my birthday. I know. I entered a contest and I happened to say, that's pretty awesome that I won (laughs) since it's my birthday. And the guy says, we're just not going to talk about that part. So I don't know if they like fudged it for me, but I totally appreciated it. It sounds like someone cheated. It wasn't me, so I don't care. I got to go to see David David Copperfield for free. Right. And he levitated the Statue of Liberty over the Great Wall of China. No. Oh. But he did levitate a car. He made a 747 disappear. No, he made the car disappear. It was like a stage in front of us. It wasn't... flew. Did he? He probably did. I don't know. He did a little bit, I I think. I've seen him twice, actually. Yeah, I didn't get to see him... Back in the day when I wanted, when he did like a tour around the Midwest, I was living in Springfield and he came on my birthday. Did you go see him? No, my mom was supposed to get me tickets, but they were sold out before she could get a hold of them. So I didn't get to see him. She tried to call David? She she called him on the phone and said, Dave. He's like, yeah. I I want to send my daughter. And he's like, "Eh, sorry, sold Mm. out. But a lot of people like me. (laughs) But then he comes to Kansas City. On my birthday, <laughs> and right. I did get to go, so it was good. Absolutely worth it. I don't know why we're talking about David Copperfield. I don't know, but he's really fun. <laughs> he's, he's good. He's good. Now, uh, it is still winter. <sighs> what? That's not fun. It hasn't felt like winter too much lately. Not too much. But <clears throat> we did actually get a few games played. Can you believe that? About time. Here we go. We like to game with gods. We like to game with dice. So this is what we say. But when the chips were gone and the sun came up, hey, let's see what God played. All right. First up, I bought a game on the iPad called Steam. Yeah, it's like a train game, right? Right. Now, Steam. Huh? I figured with a name like Steam. Right. No, this is based off of a board game. Right. That we don't have. We don't have it. Mm-mm. It's not exactly expensive either. I looked. It's pretty 
deep discounts on this game at this point. Okay. But it's, uh, <clears throat> I think it might be a Martin Wallace game. It's a weird one. I don't know. But either way, this is a uh, this is the iOS port of this, and I I played it, and it's it's probably exactly the same as the normal train game, and it's it's similar to most train games where you're you know laying out tracks and trying to connect cities to score points. And this one though, uh, you're on sort of a hex grid system instead of like uh, let's say Ticket to Ride is the one that most people have played. You're playing a specific route. Like you can see this colored line that goes across the map and you have to fill the the spots on that colored line. This one's not like that. This one's like it's a big hex grid and you can see these destination points and you're actually purchasing individual track pieces and trying to build them a certain length to these points and then ship goods from these points, you know, to certain colored cities. A certain colored good will be in the in the city like a purple good, and you have to ship that to a purple city, and you want to mm. do it via as many routes as possible. Mm. So you remember? Do you remember uh, when we played? Oh, uh, roll that roll rolling freight. <clears throat> remember rolling freight? Yeah. So do you remember there was like Notice an aspect? How excited I did not sound about rolling. <laughs> this is freight. way better than that. I'm okay. just going to tell you. Uh, do you remember in rolling freight where you would try to make these? You try to take somebody's package. They'd be like, "Hey, ship this to you know." Saskatchewan and you're like sure and you're like shipping it all over the place and rerouting it and just zigzagging everywhere that you can before you actually get to there right it's the same kind of thing so you get more points for more routes (laughs) right the more the more routes it has to travel the more points you score because if you can reroute it then but in this one you are restricted to you have to you have to actually level up your engines weird and if you if you level up your train engines a certain amount, then you can ship things farther. So you're still trying to move like this yellow good from this from city A to city B along the longest route, but city B's color has to meet, match the color of the good in city A, and you try to do it along the longest route to hit that point. Hmm. But it, so it's a little it's it's quite a bit more complex because you're not you are shipping goods sort of like you are in Rolling Freight. Mm-hmm. And you are trying to ship them over longer distances to gain points. Mm-hmm. You are buy, you're buying individual track pieces. This is a little different. You have these hexagonal like it's a, it's like a tile placement game mm-hmm. in this respect because you have these track pieces that that, that sort of direct you around the map. <coughs> Apologies, you okay there? Ma- barely. There's been a lot of sickness going around. <laughs> right, it's been icky. So you buy these tiles and you place these on, on the, the map and try to make them match up and make these long routes and stuff and go around these So, cities. like, what do the tiles look like? They're like railroad tiles. Uh, think about, like, uh, roads in Carcassonne or whatever, how there's, like, they, they split between different edges and stuff like that. And sometimes they sometimes they just do an angled turn. Sometimes it's a straight across the hex piece. Okay. It's all that kind of stuff. So you're okay. building these these railroad tracks like that. And, and you, at the start of every turn, you do have a bidding phase to be the first person to select what sort of bonus you're going to get. And the bonus is stuff like adding goods to a city that's, you know, been depleted or hasn't had goods yet, or has been depleted or whatever, Mm -hmm. or, uh, making a sort of like a town into a city. So you can build a railroad through it. Uh, just being the first person who gets to play a piece, you know, that kind of stuff. There's like these, all this is, there's like a series of things that you can do every turn and you bid to be the one who be able to be able to pick first. Hmm. And so you're bidding like a like the computer bids a lot of money, and yeah. money's pretty scarce in this. And they'll bid a lot of money, and, and computers so I, like to show off, <clears throat> right? They seem to be a little more like reckless with their money. But this is what's funny: I didn't win. Well, they have no concept of I didn't money. Win the last game I played, you didn't. <laughs> no, did you I win lost. the first game? No. Well, there you go. 
So the, the computer's pretty at least competent in this yeah. game. So your <clears throat> key of what you're learning from the computer is you need to spend more money. Right. Don't be so frugal. Right. Takes money to make aggressive. money. I guess so. It came in second. Out of three. Two? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, out of three. But it's it's uh I mean it's not a bad little port, I think. Hmm, okay. It's a fun train game. It's pretty dense. It is a step up. I'd say that uh if I was looking at this from like a perspective of Ticket to Ride, Ticket to Ride's really, really entry level. So let's just say that Ticket to Ride is like on our scale would be like a one to teach to someone and play. Mm-hmm. This would probably be I'd say probably a four. Really? It's it's fairly complex. Hmm. It's a little more. There's a little more. Do to you think it it's you think. more so that it's hard to <clears throat> co- or more complex because it's on the iOS versus it'd be yeah, easier? possibly if I had the book in front of me. Like I said, I I always say I read. You know, I read better than you know on in paper or on paper than I do on a yeah, iOS too. device usually. I know for some reason, but I know I know that you know in this game they try to do a tutorial for me and it did nothing. And exactly. I had to go. I had to download the PDF and read the actual instruction book to figure out how to play the game. For me, I get to. Uh, anxious like they'll go through the tutorial whatever and i I just won't grasp onto it because it's like i'll get too distracted because i can see the pretty colors happening and i can Uh see the shapes and i I feel i feel like i should already know what it does just because i can see it there and it's like well i played a game that looks just like this this must do that it doesn't do that well don't you find the tutorials gloss over all the reasons things are so yeah like they just tell you and this is how it is and you're like why Why is that like that yeah it never tells you the why go ahead and place this here why just do it i know why is that a better choice than over here yeah exactly i want a place over here if i was playing this it doesn't give you an option of you know okay so for developers out there that would be a good little option for a tutorial is to say now you could place it here and this will be the result or you could place it here Mm -hmm. and this will be the result and give them let them go ahead and pick right and then you know the if then for the next scenario just so they kind of have a better idea of why what they picked was what you can do not just what you're being told to do right now (laughs) right it would make more sense. So that's I, I will say the biggest downfall. The, the game plays really easy. It's not very hard to manipulate the, the the pieces and put them where you want, and you know rotate the tiles when you place them down, and okay. it, and it plays it. I played a, a three player game with two computer opponents in probably I'd say fifteen twenty minutes, hmm. and I'm sure that's considerably faster than the board game normally plays. No, I'm sure <clears> not. Yeah, but and I will say the biggest downfall of it is the instructions. The tutorial is kind of. You know, I think that's just that's you just end just up having to go curse. back and and fix it with a real rule book. Yeah, which I think I think it actually you know linked me to the rule book through the app. I even had that trouble like with Stone Age. We downloaded the iOS app for it. Yeah, and uh, until we actually played the board game live, I didn't. Yeah. I I was not figuring. It out. I was like, uh, I'm too irritated. I can't I can't pay attention. And I never did learn how to play it. And then we learned, played it in real life. Right. And I go back and it's like, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. Well, and the app, the app in order to clean it up, doesn't even lay it out like the board. Yeah, true. They lay it out differently. And, and I remember when I played Stone Age for real, I appreciated the game twice as much as whenever I played the iOS version. Yeah, I'll agree. Is that weird? No, it totally <clears throat> makes sense. This would probably be the same thing. I don't know. It, it may actually make my purchase list eventually. Yeah. Know, if, I, if I keep playing it enough, I, I may actually go ahead and get it. 
I think that I think that's a good way to look at it too, though. It's like it's almost like here's a demo, right, of what the game could be like. Right, it's going to be a, a, a little bit dumbed down, <coughs> not as quite of a full right. experience as the board game. But if you just want to try it without investing a whole lot, you know, yeah, I think it was like five dollars. Yeah, and that's that's not that big a deal. No, not when I mean, I, and I think that the I think the real version of it on Amazon's like thirty five. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Exactly. So. So hmm. there you go. I mean, it's, cool. it's pretty dense. It's it's a pretty dense, uh, you know, mechanical kind of centric game. Tile placement. Now, does it have the <clears throat> a two player option? Can we play together like a pass and play or maybe like one of the things that was kind of cool about it? I will say this. I just want to add this because one of the things that was cool about the tile placement is just because like, you know, how in like a ticket to ride, if someone has that that route between, let's just say, Kansas City and Denver, you can't you can't undo that. You know, mm-hmm. in this one, you can purchase higher level car or higher level tiles that give you additional options on the tracks and like jump onto their track from another city and stuff like that and, and work hmm. around them. It, it's it's actually pretty complex in the tile placement on what you can do. Okay. And some of some of the tiles do have to be near cities or in a city before you can place the tile down or whatever. Can't be touching a city or something weird like that. But I don't, I'm just saying pretty cool. Cool. Steam iOS, I recommend it if you're into Trains fairly and... complex, <laughs> mechanically complex games. On your iOS. <clears throat> right. Now, another game we play On played, your iOS. On your iPad. It's, iOS. I know, but it's not like a, it's not like a machine. It's not like its own machine. It's not on your iOS. It's on your iPad. It's on iOS. Right. I just said it weird. It sounded weird. You're in big trouble. You know... <clears throat> Here's the honest truth. I'm kind of loopy still. <laughs> what? No, okay. I've still been taking... Okay, so I got my wisdom teeth out. We talked about that last time, that that was going to happen. Didn't yeah. didn't hear the end of that. I'm That's totally <laughs> happened now. Shut up. You're oh, so mean. Goodness. No, actually, Fred was very nice <laughs> to me and babied me and made me a smoothie and <laughs> maybe a couple smoothies and... Nope, more than that. And let me sleep a lot. It was good. <laughs> but then I got a sinus infection on top of my teeth hurting, so I've been on a bunch of different pills trying to get all recouped right from all of that crap <clears throat> and then i gave my crap to fred so he sounds awful i don't think you did i had this somebody gave know. you something it doesn't matter and then you gave it back to me it's been a mess so bear with us right now this next game uh it's funny i i think it's so funny because we we put an instagram of this game because we just played it just just because we were like looking at it like we haven't played this in a really long time i don't even remember what it was like and so we got it out and played it, and you put an Instagram of this up, and someone said you should burn that game. Mm-hmm. That was the actual statement. Burn this game and raise this other version of this game from the ashes. Mm-hmm. And that is Monopoly the card game. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, whenever, whenever someone puts Monopoly on something, as, as a hobby gamer, you automatically kind of go, mm-hmm. this might be bad. Mm-hmm. This might be bad. You have to be prepared that it might be <clears throat> a little bad. Well, and, and, but some of it's not. Some of them are fun. But this game, well, here's the history. We bought that one. Oh, good grief. I think you actually were still living in Springfield. Maybe. But we were still living in Springfield. Right. And that's been like 18 years ago. I don't know. But this is Monopoly card game. And the game he said to raise from the ashes was a game called Monopoly Draw. Which which I don't know that game. We don't know what that is, and I didn't even look it up. 
It's one of those things, though, that because we bought this game so long ago, I'm not going to seek out a replacement for it. Right. It just seemed funny that we would try it because we hadn't played it in so long, but right. we still own it. I'm, I'm not in the market for a Monopoly card game right now. <laughs> Although it was fine. I had a it good time. It was okay. Uh, in this game, you it's, it's played like uh, a set collecting game, like mm-hmm. a gin type game or whatever. And you're, you have a hand of 10 cards and you always have a hand of 10 cards and you're trying to collect sets of cards That can all be played all at once. And at that time, you can then do what's called laying down and playing your entire hand. Right. And if you're the first person to lay down your cards, you get five more cards to try to boost up everything you laid down already. Because initially, the sets that you're trying to make are the properties. You want to get three of the orange cards. You want to get two of the dark blue, the park park walk and board plays. Park walk. (laughs) And then once you have that set completed, then there's bonus cards you can add. There's a first house, a second house, third house, fourth house, a hotel, and you have to have them in order. You can't go from second house to fourth house. Well, and then the true killers are the tokens as well. Yes, there's token cards. So all the movement pieces represented in the game are also in this card deck Mm -hmm. as tokens. And what the houses do what they normally do. You get a you get a whole monopoly and you can score the total monetary value of the monopoly. Right. If you have which let's say it's just <clears throat> what is it Baltic and Mediterranean, it's 50 bucks. So you get 50 bucks. Right. Then if you have a house, you get another 50. Right. Another house, another 50. Right. Another house, another 50. Right. Until you have all the houses and the hotel, you can get whatever the grand total is of that. Well, the, we never even got a hotel, but it, pl- we it, could have, it played a, like a flat rate of $400 or something like that. No, it was 1000 no, I thought it just added in 50 no, again. No, it was a flat payoff of 1000 bucks. Okay, well, let's just say that your total between the 50, 50, 50, 50, you had a total of right. $300 at that point for that set and your houses. Then if you had a token... You'd that get that total. Well, whatever. I'm just saying. It's I'm an example. Saying, it's 250. I was saying 300 because math is easier with 300. Let's say 200. And you 50. have 200. <laughs> and 50. And 50. Okay. And then you have a token. So you're going to get 250 for your set. Right. Then you have a token that's going to give you an additional 250 because right. it gives you what you had doubled. All The entire property value of the Monopoly plus all your houses and hotel if you have one. Add it in again, and you can play as many tokens attached to that grouping as you have in your hand. Right. So in your case, let's say you had three tokens plus your base Monopoly. Plus your however many houses to give you 250 points. That would give you four payoffs of 250 or $1,000. Right. Okay. But that's the cheapest version. Yeah. Like Boardwalk and Park Place are $400. Yeah, just to have the two. That's just for the two. That's not even for the houses. Right. And then you start adding in houses and stuff like that. And, and all adding of a sudden, in all these bonuses. Right. And all of a sudden uh-huh. you're at $2,000. And then you start adding tokens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the goal of this game is to get to $10,000. Which isn't that much. Right. And you can't, you, you probably will not do it in one hand, but it is possible. It's possible. But you probably won't. Uh, the, the, here's, the, here's another thing that's funny about this game. There's chance cards in it. Oh, Yeah. And there's also Mr. Monopoly. Mr. Monopoly would be the community chest kind of guys. He's just like a like a generic <clears throat> bonus. Yeah, he's he's a waste waste cards in your hand because if you have the most of this, then you get a thousand dollars at the end of the round. Then you get a thousand bucks, right? Which and is then, pff, whatever chicken feed, right? But chance is a wild card for any card in the game you want, mm-hmm. 
But if you're the, if you're the if you're not the first person to lay down your cards, and you have a chance card in your hand, you score zero for your entire hand. Mm-hmm. So it's super risky, it's, and especially it's super chance. It's a chance, <clears throat> right? So here's another aspect of this. Game. Oh, and they have go cards too. Right, they would just pass, give you. Yeah, they just give you two hundred bucks. Two hundred bucks at the end of the round. Yeah. So again, space waster <clears throat> in your hand. Right. So you kind of get dealt these ten cards in your hand, and, and you're trying to make these sets like we've described, and get and there's all these bonus cards in there. But here's how it mixes up: you're doing only a couple things other than laying down your cards. You can lay down your cards. That's an action. Mm-hmm. The other two actions you can do is draw a card from the top of the deck. Look at it, then you discard a card from your hand to what is called your trade pile. And it goes in order, so it is stacked up in order. And you can, when you add these cards to this trade pile, it becomes available for someone else to take them from you. Mm-hmm. And so as you're building your cards, you're, you're trying to, like, you'll get a card that you, you know, if you get a card you don't want, you put it right back down in the trade pile. If you get a card you do want, you pull out something like, you know, a chance card or whatever that might not benefit you later and put it down in your trade pile. The other thing you can do on your turn is trade. Now that brings up a point. This game is a four player game. Mm -hmm. It's a four player game. It has a two player option. So the two player option or the three player option includes a dummy player, two dummy players for the two player, right? That have a, have a trade pile on each side of you. And when you trade, you actually take a certain number of cards from your trade pile and you give them to the other person to put in their hand of cards, not back on their trade pile. And you take exactly that many from the top working down out of their trade pile and put it in your hand. Mm-hmm. And so that's how you mix cards around. And and you could do it with the dummy players, too. And with the dummy players, there was another mechanic so that you could add an extra card so that their trade piles could grow beyond the first card that you would start every turn with. Mm-hmm. And you just keep trading cards around and drawing cards out of the deck and making a set of cards and, and going out and scoring points until someone comes up with 10,000 at the end of a round. For us, that took two hands. <clears throat> two hands, and then we played it again. And it took two hands. And two hands, I did it again. Yeah. Because I won. Of course. But that's not my fault. It was terrible. I got the worst cards. Like, you were dealt. In the first game we played, right. you were dealt Boardwalk and Park Place. Oh, I killed you with it. Too. It was ridiculous. <laughs> killed you with it. It was awful. It was over $5,000. Yeah, the because game. then once you do that, if you have a set in your right. hand, yeah. all you got to do is figure out what bonus cards are going to work together. <laughs> right. And then you're done. And then you go out because the other person, you don't want them to go out. There you go. Right. Done. Well, I don't know. I, I, think I that, could never get a set. I never did get a set. Right. I, I think, I don't know. I think the game was okay, though. I think it's okay. I think it's a fine little filler game for, you know, four players. You got another 20 minutes before right. whatever. Good news about before it. Before dinner's ready. It, it, is, it is truly like a 20-minute game. Yeah. It is super quick. You, sh- you spend more time shuffling than you actually do playing the game. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. You, because in set collecting games, you have to over-shuffle the cards. Mm-hmm. Or else you'll never have a good mix. But I don't know. I mean, this is one of these things that I, if you saw it at a garage sale for two bucks. Might as well grab it. it. It might be worth it. Yeah, because if nothing else, anytime you have a game that has a name like Monopoly on it, right. that's a variation. I think those are good games to get people to try other right. things that it's, are it's a little brand, bit different. Brand familiarity. Yeah, they're already familiar with it. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll try that because it doesn't seem so scary. But then there's all these different 
it, it's I mean, it's definitely more complex than your average trick taking game because right. you do have all the bonuses and things. Yeah. So once you get used to doing some of that, it makes some of the other games a little less scary. So mm-hmm. it's a good intro game for people. Yeah, it's not bad. Without being just your regular roll and move. Not bad. Simple, easy, plays quick. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't seek it out, but if you saw it at a garage sale, I'd grab it. Yeah, I'm not selling our copy. Yeah. And yeah, we played it. We'll play it. it again. No, no doubt about it. Now, let's get to something that people want to hear about. Not a iPad game. Not a 20-year-old. Or, or a Monopoly game. <laughs> game games <laughs> from the attic. <laughs> uh, and I can't remember how much you talked about this before. I know we mentioned that we have, had it. I don't know, baby. I don't remember. I, don't I, remember I couldn't t- find it in the I notes know I talked, talked about, about it this. some, <laughs> but I don't. Okay. Angela and I had played Flip City. Right. And we played it wrong about five times in a row. Right. And then we finally played it right, and we had a really good time with it, but I don't remember if I actually talked about it. But then you and I played it, and now you can talk about it. Well, you and I played it once before you and Angela played it. Yeah, but I was cooking dinner. Way wrong. Yeah, I was cooking dinner, and I didn't know how to play it. And you told me I had to learn, which is never a good idea. No, it's not a good idea. No, it's not. It's it's not at all. It's a terrible idea to have me. It's the worst idea. Even, like, once once I know how to play a game, (laughs) I can teach it to somebody else. But for me to get it from scratch out of the box, oh, my God. Right. Call Betty Crocker. She needs help. I do. I need a mix. (laughs) Flip City. Flip City's cool. It's a it's a little uh, sort of deck builder game, and you start it's a with tasty a tasty minstrel game, right? You start with a little pack of cards, and they are double sided, mm-hmm. and that's the whole point of this game is you is you have to keep your cards in the stack aligned, you know, up and down the way they're supposed to be, right? <clears throat> and this takes a little bit of honesty in shuffling as well, mm-hmm. because you have to sort of shuffle them without looking at them, because you're going to be looking at the face up cards, and you can't. You can't just go, oh, I'm going to stop. Uh, oh, no, stop I'm not going to stop. i on the card I absolutely want. You yeah, don't want to exactly. be able to do that. But at the same time, you don't want someone to go into the table and accidentally, and I'm doing air quotes, <laughs> accidentally <laughs> flip a card over. Right? Because right. the flip side of every one of these cards is a little bit better version of whatever it is on the front. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, this game, you play these cards from the top of your deck in order, face up. To, or you know from the you know back up to back up on the table, that's what it is. Back up to back up, right? It is a little okay. <clears throat> so whatever the, whatever whatever's back, on top, whatever the card is still going to be on top. It, yeah, it needs to be played to the table. Mm-hmm. Now some of these cards actually say you have to play them. Some of them give you other effects, like you get to buy an additional building and all this stuff. But really, what you're doing at the, at the when you're playing these cards is generating money or points mm-hmm. or sad faces, right? When you're generating money, you use those to buy new buildings or to flip cards into the better side that are in your discard pile. Mm-hmm. Okay, and your discard pile, like most deck builder games, gets shuffled back into your current draw pile if if you ever run out of cards and decide to keep going. Now you get to play these cards as many as you want per turn, and they let you do that because of these sad faces on the cards. Which are like if as you're building your city, if you upset someone too much, like the, the public too much, which is the equivalent of three sad faces, your turn is over and you don't get any of your money. You don't get to buy anything. You get to scoop up all your cards in making sure that they stay in careful position and put them on your discard pile and say, I decided to do nothing this turn except make everybody angry. Your turn, Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) Now, so your goal of this game is 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 you're trying to get eight victory points at the end of one turn or 
play 18 cards in a single turn after playing this one certain card. Well, there's a, there's other, there's, I think there's another one that has a Is win there condition even another too. victory condition? I, we didn't go through all the cards, so I don't right. know. And so you start with this purchase pile of cards. There's like eight cards and you start with your preset decks, which include the residential areas that create a sad face, generate one coin and have to be played if they're on top of your deck. Yeah. If you can see it, then you have to play <laughs> So there's it. a little bit of a gamble because if you're being honest, you have this stack of cards that you can't see the next card in it. And you're like staring at these cards. If you're really being honest, you can see the agony in the person you're playing playing with's face. They'll be like, "Oh, should I should I play this should card? I risk it? There could be a residential. If there's a residential underneath it. I'm going to lose. I'm going to bust because I'll get three sad faces. You know, because mm-hmm. for so, some reason <laughs> in this game, residential makes people angry. They're so mad about residential. <laughs> They're just. Areas. I don't want to live here anymore. Look at that guy mowing his lawn. <laughs> What's he thinking? He's ridiculous. Pick up after your dog. <laughs> don't water. There's a water shortage. Great. Now I got to take care of the roof. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that part's really odd, but it's just ridiculous. It doesn't. Well, it doesn't matter. It's still kind of neat. Right. Now, I will say this. This uh, On that point, <coughs> I don't really feel like I'm building a city. No, I don't either. This 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 is like a flat theme, really. It could be anything. You, uh, could, yeah. you could remove the building pictures altogether and just leave the text. And just put like happy flowers or whatever. Right. And it, it wouldn't, would not matter to me. No, it would You could retheme anything. this however you want and it wouldn't make any difference. There's nothing that's specific to making you a city person or not. Which, that's fine too, though. <laughs> but... Mechanically, this is a fairly fun little game. Yeah. It's a race to points and yeah. it's a risk reward. There's some like there's some gambling to it and some like, you know, decisive, you know, decisive maneuvers you can do. There's there's also flip effects that once you flip a card that's in your discard, so like all those cards start, the base face of all of them that you get is just like to flip the card over and it really doesn't do anything. However, when they're on their better side of the card, they have an additional flip effect. That gives you like some sort of bonus that you can do. Mm-hmm. So if you decide to flip something back to its 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 poorer side, it will give you some sort of bonus like extra money or an extra point or whatever. But once again, it has to be done in your discard pile. It's never done with a face-up one. You can only do it once per turn, and that would be your action for the turn. Depending on the card. There right. was some that you didn't have to use it as your right. action. It was part <clears throat> of the turn. Right. Now, each of these cards do give you abilities. You know, some of them will, will tell you you get to buy an extra card or you get to flip an extra card or et cetera, you know, stuff like that. Or, or oh, there's one where it, the church reduced the church uh, you like, reduced your sad face by one or whatever, gave you yeah. one extra sad face that you could have. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, so you're, you're just kind of manipulating these cards and flipping it around. It's real simple. It's real simple mechanics once you kind of get used to the fact that you have to ha- have that. When maintain you have to, that deck in this in the exact order it is. The trouble that Angela and I kept having was right. the symbols themselves. Oh. We were misinterpreting some of them. Right. Because there's little yellow arrows and then there's little green arrows for the flipping and then there's the little there like on the church on the back like on that side of it there's that green box that has an arrow. Right. We were misinterpreting all the freaking arrows. They were just like, really? "What does this do? Well, when we flip it, you know, and we were just screwing it up. Right. I'm a dumb dumb when it comes to rules. Well, and I mean, so, at, at, at the very <laughs> that's why I keep doing rule checks. <laughs> yeah, and I, th- I kind of understand if if you kind of forgot the fact that flipping only happens in the discard pile. Well, if or if you forget if you don't uh, 
realize that there's a difference between flipping a card and then just using the ability. Right. Because at church... Flipping can happen when you purchase a building, but the building's going direct to your discard pile. That's called developing, And if you can if you can buy a building and pay for its flip effect at the same time, you could do both. Then you can do that, yeah. But that's really expensive. Really expensive, yeah. But it's still... The whole thing, it just... If you, if you misinterpret the symbols... You're going to screw up the game. So right. pay close attention to that part of it. Now, it's not hard. It's just we screwed up. Now, strategically, I don't know how high the strategy goes in this game. Not too high. It feels well, like it feels like I really was just waiting for lucky moments to happen. You know, well, that's probably true. But I think that's that's true with a lot of deck builders. You, it, it because is. You keep waiting for that that perfect storm of cards to show up in right. a lot of cases. Well, and you are doing the culling like it, culling is what you do in, in, in deck building games to get rid of your starter cards because they're not as powerful as the cards you buy. Right. And the culling in this game is called Mostly. flipping. Well, and it's getting rid of those residentials. Yeah, well, and I mean, you don't really get rid of them. All you do is you just can. flip them to the apartment building side. And yeah, but then it, you can pay to get rid of them completely. Yeah, if you pay $8, you can transfer them to the other player's discard pile. So then they're not even in your hand, which is nice. How many players does that game play? I don't know. I think it's up to four. Wow. I want to say it's up to four, which that could make it a lot more interesting. I've never, I haven't played it with more than two player, two, right. two people. I know. People, yeah, just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> no. So the, what's what's funny about the the Flip City is I think it's only fifteen dollars, and I think it's totally worth it. Was it only fifteen? I think it was like twenty. I think it was like fifteen. It's it's. I liked it a lot. But I think it's worth it. Even when we were screwing it up, we were having fun. Though I think it's got a good balance <laughs> right in the middle of of this is this is a strategy game and this is not. Yeah, it goes right down the middle of that line where you're doing stuff that obviously is helping you. But it's not necessarily – there's not necessarily like an absolutely right answer every time, which would probably be the heaviest strategy game. But it doesn't feel when like it's pure When you weigh all the luck. options, you'll find the absolute answer. And I don't think there yeah. is an absolute answer in no, this one. I don't think so. But There's some it, obvious ones, but not an absolute ever. I think there's enough luck involved that you can't have a perfect strategy. Right. But at the same time, I don't think that there's too much luck that you can't try to have some strategy. Yeah. But you know my favorite part of the entire game? What is it? On the back side of the convenience store, you sh- you flip it over and it's the shopping mall. Yeah, there's a little tiny little uh, the the little dragon there. He's <laughs> like a little the tasty little, minstrel dragon. Yeah, he's like a little statue, like a little statue fountain kind of looking go to thing. Tasty minstrel mall. It's so cute. I want that little statue in my mall. Yeah, you do. It'd be adorable. I would totally go to that mall. So Nicole, you like the artwork. I love the artwork. I think the art, artwork's really cute. It is fun. It does it does stand out pretty well. I think the, the artwork's decent, even though the, the theme. Well, even Angela, she's like, "What is the little dragon? Look at that!" I was oh, like, "She That's... noticed it." Yeah, she noticed it. I without, did not without realizing. I didn't notice it. The uh, who, who made the game, but super cute. <laughs> well, enough about those games. Those are what we played. But let's get on to another game we played because we finished another five for five. Thank goodness. All right. All right. Let's go through it again and make sure we got it. Count us off, Bill. One, two, three, four. This is a five for five update. All right. We played Nefarious. Finally. Now, when, when, did, when did you get Nefarious? Was that in Colorado? Nope. It was in Utah. It was in Utah? Yes. So we got we got Nefarious last September, September. and we just now got it to the table and played it five times. Which isn't too bad. October, <clears throat> November, December, January, February. Five months? Right. That's pretty good. Uh, do you want to describe Nefarious nope. for everybody? I do not. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> I tried that with Catan. 
Okay. No one's ever called me out on it, and thank you guys for being so kind not to make me feel like a total dumb dumb. Oh, my goodness. Ugh, I will never forget what a horrible experience okay. that episode was for me. All right. Nefarious. The theme of Nefarious is you're supposed to be mad scientists competing to create crazy contraptions. And I don't, are you even taking over the world? I don't even know if you're doing well, you're that. You're always taking over the world. I think that's world. kind of what you're doing. And you're just that's trying what to, evil scientists do. Right. And, and so you're trying to create these inventions and you have a deck of invention cards. And these cards have uh, special effects on them that give you money and stuff like that. And, but ultimately, they give you points. Right. And you're trying to get to 20 points. That's the whole point. Yes. The whole one. All 20 of them. All 20 points. Yeah. So. (laughs) (laughs) That was bad. You're trying to get to 20 points and you got these little invention cards and they all have a cost on them and you're trying to pay the cost with your money that you get. Now, the game uh, is a, it's not a worker placement game. You're just, but you're, you're but it basically, has a worker placement aspect. It does, but you only get one per turn because everybody has four cards because there's only four spaces on the board that you can play actions on. Right. And they're, and each is represented by one of these cards. Right. And there's specifically, there is a space called espionage, which mm-hmm. allows you to place a worker because you, you, you don't, it's, it's not even a worker. It's a spy. You place a spy on one of the four spaces and what this what that little spy will do is when somebody else, one of the other players, selects that action, like like espionage, for instance, every spy you have on espionage will give you $1 of income because you spied on them and you found out information. You take a dollar from the bank. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the next space is invent. And invent uh, is where you actually take inventions in your hand and you pay for them. That's what you do. And bring them to life. <clears throat> right. Now, to place... Because espionage, for instance, though, when you play that, you get to place a little guy. It only it costs you nothing to place a guy there because that that income is going to run out early because you, you only start with five spies in your hand. And once all five of those are gone, you don't you don't get more. No, you can potentially move them by special effect of an invention. But for the most part, they're stuck. They're stuck. OK, <clears throat> so when you place a guy on invention, which is going to be a source of income that just keeps coming in. Because people are going to keep inventing because that's the point. Right. So you'll have to pay $2 to place on invention. To place a spy on invention. Right. Right. Because every time someone plays an invention card, they have to play an invention card. So you get paid for them to invent stuff to get points. So every time they try to get points, you get paid. Right. That's why it's cool. The next thing you can do is research, which gives you more inventions into your hand. It gives you a little little bit of money, and it gives you a card draw from the top of the invention deck. It costs nothing to put a spy there with the espionage action. And the last space is the workspace. Now, the only point of this workspace is to gain money. Because you gives, have to have money to pay for the inventions. Right. So it gives you $4, and if you were to place a guy there, like when you're espionage, to place a guy there is $1 to place a guy there. But every time someone tries to gain money, you get paid as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so... That's the base game. You, you've got a, you get a little hand of inventions. You, you get to pick a, you pick a little action every turn. You play that action. Everybody gets paid for their spies that are on those spaces. And then you take your action of those spaces in order. You go espionage, then you invent, then you research, then you work, and then you start a new turn. And everybody plays everything simultaneously. Right. Now, what mixes this game up is these twist cards. And there is a deck of like 50 twist cards, and two of these get played into every game. 
and they they change the rules or they alter the game slightly. So it might be like, for instance, now you have to play to 30 points or maybe you get paid $6 now whenever you take a work action mm-hmm. or some, something changes about it. Or whenever you play, uh, whenever you would gain a card, you get an extra card or there was one where if you completed an invention, you automatically got a card draw. So you would spend a card to get points that was the invention and then you'd immediately get to replace that invention card just for inventing it. Right. So there's all Which if that's the case, then anybody who places spies on <clears throat> research is probably not going to get a lot of money because you're constantly getting new right. cards already. Right. So it changes the dynamic on that as yeah. well. And so, I mean, and, and like I said, each of these cards has a point value and they have an effect. So you'll get like, oh, you get a dollar for every invention you have in play right now. Or you get a dollar for every invention you have in your hand, like in your hand of inventions. Mm-hmm. Uh or when you complete an invention, it may give it, – sometimes it will have like arrows pointing towards everybody else. Right. And it will give them an effect and it and it may give you effect an, right. an effect also because it will have one arrow pointing towards you. Mm-hmm. So maybe it will give everybody else gets a dollar, but then you get another invention card. Right. Or maybe it's, maybe it's everybody else discards a card. Or maybe you draw three cards and discard two. Or some, yeah, one of them was even like discard all your whole hand. So there's a lot of thought put into all these inventions mm-hmm. and those twists. Some inventions give you absolutely nothing except the points. Right. Which now, is bizarre. So you throw all that together and you've got a fairly realized game, I think. I think it's a good game. Right. The only thing that I think – I didn't – we played it two-player. Right. And – like the workers, the little spies mm-hmm. didn't seem all that effective. Right. It just getting money from those was not that big a deal. Right. Um, it just kind of the game really <clears throat> thrives on chaos. Yes. And there's not enough chaos with two players. Two players. It it felt it's kind of the what I, what I'd call the smash up effect. When <clears throat> when you're playing two players, it's really decisive. You know, duel between the two of you. Right. To try to get. To get to points first, there's not chaos in there at all. Yeah, and the money is a lot less. A lot less. Yeah, <clears throat> as, which as makes opposed it to four players, kind of hard to. to get. <laughs> which are you means, doing okay there? Right. Yeah. Okay. Which means that whenever, uh, whenever you play more players, the game speeds up. Kind of. Yeah. Well, no, I mean it does. I mean that's and that's a really cool effect because of these workers and because of those space gains on money. And because it, when you increase the number of players, you gain more money, which makes it easier for, to, for you to invent, which means the game doesn't – it scales really well and, and stays right around the same time frame, I think. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking like we thought the four-player game was going to last a lot longer, and it really didn't. No. And it was – well. and to be fair, we weren't technically playing four players. Each of us right. was playing two players to right. give it that four-player effect. Right, so we had to think twice as long on yeah. each turn. Yeah, and it still only took the same amount of time as the two-player game took, really. Right. Maybe a little bit longer. Right. Five or ten minutes longer. Right. But it was pretty amazing Right. how quickly it went. Now, we could have gone one step further. It's a six-player game, so I guess we could have technically <laughs> tried to do it each playing three characters. Right. But then you run into a case of... Um, only the things, only the people on your immediately right and left are affected by the money mm-hmm. on, when you place the spies. That would have been way too much for my poor little brain to handle this week. Your poor brain. Oh, God, it's just sad. <clears throat> well, uh, Nefarious, ultimately, though, I'm going to say it's it's a nice little simple game. And this is done by uh, Donald X. Vaccarino, 
who is the same person who did Dominion. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know that. It is. Hmm. Uh, it was only like a 20, 30 minute game or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a pretty short game. Didn't it say it was like 45, but we were playing it in like 30 minutes consistently? Not the first game. Well, I'm just saying after the first game. <laughs> uh, the twist cards really make this game. Yeah. And more players is what we recommend. Yeah. So even though it can be played merrier. two and there is no concession for playing it two, there's no alteration in the rules or anything Yeah, which like is that. wonderful because I always hate that. This this uh, would be better with more than two people for yeah. sure. It's I not a say. hideous game with two people. It's still fine. It's still fun. Now the, but it's the, not fully realized. The main negative thing I can say about this is this is some of the worst card stock I've seen in a game. It is flimsy as can be. The board itself was fine. Right. I mean, it was decent. The the, uh, artwork was fun on it. I like the art. Yeah. But yeah, the cards themselves were bad. The the money was terrible. Yeah, the, the... the money was like ripping off like chunks of plastic coating that was on it. Yeah. And they weren't punched out very well. And I'm uh-huh. pretty careful with components not to damage them, but it was impossible. Yeah. You know, we had to actually, like there was a, one of them, one of the coins, I, I needed to take some scissors to right. it or something because it had a little bit of funk hanging off the end of it. Right. It was not good. Uh, and also the, your, your little spies were oh, all God. over the place. They were like they were all crazy. different shapes and sizes. I mean, they, they, they well, had the spy the, shape. But only they were on like, the yellow ones. Yeah, they were all different thickness and stuff. The green and just, ones were perfect. Well, we didn't scrutinize all of them. Well, I didn't look at the other colors, but the green ones were perfect. Your right. yellow yellow ones were totally messed up. <laughs> it was weird. I mean, it's not that it matters. It didn't make any difference if they're different sizes or not. Well, and, and given but, given that this, this game, I, I mean, I haven't heard anyone really talk about it. But given that it didn't really make the splash that, you know... That it might have made. I think I, it's like a really old game that got a reissue. Is it? Like really old. I think it's supposed to be really old. I didn't huh. look at the box. Is it in there? No. I'm not going to get it. Okay. <laughs> we need to bring my laptop down here sometime. Then we can just look the stuff up No as way. We go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I would say component-wise, it's a little... It's kind of a A little mess. on the cheap side. Yeah. But the game's but still... But it wasn't a really expensive game to begin with, so... Right, and I think this is a great warm-up game or cool-down game. It's no problem. Yeah. You know? Or, I mean, it's not it's not going to be the featured game of your evening or not something like that. necessarily, but, but it's definitely a good good warm-up. Right. Good cool-down. Right. So what would you give this? I mean, if we, let's just... We do, we're starting to do ratings on five, five for five games. We so, are? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> what would you know. give this out of five on a fun factor? It depends on how many players. Yeah. As a two-player game, I'd give it a three. As a four-player game, I'd probably give it a four. See, I would give a two-player game, I would give it a two. And four-player game, I would probably give it a three. Okay, I definitely liked it more than you did. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was decent. This isn't this isn't gonna you know be the, the you know the pinnacle of your collection or one of your games that you it's just one of your go tos. I'd play it again though. But yeah, I mean, I'd like I, to play it with with the full six. I think it'd be fun. It might be fun. <clears throat> I think it's a good game. The artwork's fun. I don't think it's especially it's it's not going to turn off any of your friends because yeah. if they come over, especially people if they're like like kind of like oh yeah, you play all those nerd games. And they're thinking that, you know, they're going to pull out something with a dragon on it. You pull this out and it's got this little cartoon scientist. It's got scientist, little scientists, yeah. Not, nothing and, and, nothing and nerdy about a, that. There's a lot of funny <laughs> jokes kind of in there, though. Like, you know, funny little artwork titles on the on the inventions. You know, it'll be like 
I don't know. I can't think of one off the top of my head. But they were funny. They were funny enough. <laughs> they were cute. <clears throat> they were. They would just be ridiculous things. X-ray specs and stuff. Yeah. Computer viruses, fun. and they would have like a little comic of the scientist wearing them underneath. It's fun. <laughs> yes, so I liked I, it. <clears throat> not a bad game. Nefarious. Now that leaves us two games left in our five for five right now. Uh-huh. <clears throat> we got Robinson Crusoe, which we still need to start playing. <laughs> we haven't even started the game. I know. Oh my gosh. It's going <clears throat> to be a few uh, episodes before we get to that one. And, and, you know that, right? Yeah, and, okay. and Targi or Targi or whatever it is. Yep. We got that one, too. I actually opened the box. I haven't read the rules. Well, there you go. Uh, so this week we played a game called Mission Red Planet, which, as everybody knows, that's Mars, right? It is? Right. <laughs> Let's find that's out what about that. I thought it was Jupiter. All these games happen. All right, so Mars exploration, Nicole. It's a real thing right now. It's happening right now. You're exploring Mars right now? <clears throat> I'm on it right now. <laughs> Mars ain't the kind of place to raise a kid. Another yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, in fact, Nicole, there are six current missions on Mars being run right now. Like with people? No. Oh. <laughs> There's no people missions to Mars yet. We'll talk about that in a second. Okay, I'll let you go. <clears throat> uh, and you know, when NASA lost like its government funding, like its big funding a few years ago, I, I personally I thought that it was going to stop, pretty much stop almost altogether. Yeah, didn't you? Because I, mm. like, uh, <clears throat> like I, the only thing I knew is they retired the space shuttle, right? Right, but they don't get funding anymore. They just don't. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. We'll what talk are those about guys it in a doing? Is, are they like? Is, are, is it crowdfunding? I, I, I think it's some sort of alchemical thing where they start the uh, <laughs> planetary. Now, th- here's the thing. This is funny. I, I was on a show with a bunch of guys on the crew that were all in their late fifties. Right now, okay. these are people who were around in the sixties and and are you know were were watching TV when the moon landing happened and stuff like that. And I asked them. When was the first mission to Mars? When was the first NASA mission to to do something with Mars? Mm-hmm. And none of them could come up with it. They they all thought it was in the mid seventies, and they're wrong. It was actually nineteen sixty four. If you can believe that. So we tried to go to Mars before we went to the moon. Yes, hmm. we sent these little these little guys called the Mariners, and the Mariner three was this small robotic craft, and there was ten Mariners altogether that were designed to explore the nearest planets to earth. And it was just supposed to, this is kind of crazy. It was designed to collect images onto magnetic tape and then play them back real slowly so that NASA could pick them up. Huh. And Mariner three, of course it, it didn't make it. It malfunctioned and never made it, but it's sibling Mariner did it four did. They don't know. Not there. It's just hovering. Okay. <laughs> right. It's, it malfunctioned on the way there and didn't, didn't make it. Hmm. But it, this is what's funny. Mariner 4 took eight months. That's how long it took to travel to Mars from here. And people probably don't know the time length that it takes. You know, it's, whenever you talk I space travel. it was supposed travel, to be like a couple of years or something weird. No, it's eight months. Huh. When people, that's what I'm saying. People don't really know what the time frame is because they hear light years. Well, what's a light year? A light year is how long light takes to travel or can travel in one year. So if someone says, that's 3,000 light years away, 
that's a long way, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, it takes eight months to travel to Mars, and Mariner 4 did it, and it sent back some sort of frosted images of the crater marked surface uh, in grainy black and white as it just sort of flew by the planet and out into space and <laughs> went away. <laughs> What? Well, they didn't try and land it on it? Well, they couldn't. Uh, it was only expected, but Mariner 4, it, it flew out, and it, but it started sort of a... Uh, <clears throat> Is that where a, we get the crazy Martian man face picture? I don't think so. Where'd that come from? I don't know. This is why we need my laptop. It could be. <laughs> Mariner 4 uh, actually entered an orbit in our solar system, and uh, it was expected only to last a little bit longer than the eight-month journey, and it actually continued for three full years with other Mariner crafts providing information about the solar winds or, or like how the rotation of our uh, planets are. Huh. Crazy, right? Mariner 6 and 7 were sent after that, and they collected hundreds of pictures during this, the 1969 flyby. After Mariner 8 failed to launch, 9 was the first one to achieve orbit around the planet. And after waiting out a month-long dust storm... It was actually able to uh, photo map the entire planet and revealed the two gigantic volcanoes that are on their polar caps, as well as the equatorial Grand Canyon of Mars, Hmm. which is really cool. Now, in 1976, and this is the one that everybody seemed to remember from that that age group, Mm -hmm. was the Vikings. There was was Viking 1 and Viking 2, and these were landers that landed on the planet. Uh, Viking 1 was launched in 76, landed on the planet of one of the... uh, Landed, leaving Viking, uh, orbiting the planet, like, because it's separated. So it left an orbiter going around, and it actually landed a, a little probe guy on the surface. And it provided the most coverage to date and continued service for four years. Hmm. <clears throat> then we don't actually do anything after Viking 1 and 2 till 92. <laughs> That's right. For some reason, they took a big time off for the space shuttle program, I'm sure. So when did they start calling it the Red Planet? Because like back in the 60s and 70s, did they have color photos? No. Okay, there you go. They didn't. Uh, In 92, Mars Observer was launched. I think actually the 70s, I think Voyager did take color photos. Really? Yes. Is that when they knew it was red? Probably. Okay. Uh, We had a dry spell till 92 and the Mars Observer was launched. Lost contact just before arriving in orbit. (laughs) Awesome. Isn't that terrible? (laughs) You wait eight months and he just dies right before he gets there. Uh, in the past, uh, in all the past missions to Mars, though, are 14, several failures, but lots of pictures of rocky, sandy environment, you know? Mm-hmm. But what about the current six missions, Nicole? I don't know. What there about? is Odyssey, which launched in 2001. It's responsible for discovering water under the surface and it completed its 60,000th lap around the planet in, in June of last year. And engineers claim that it has enough fuel for 10 more years of service. That's a lot of fuel. I can't even make it a week in my car. Right. Where is this efficiency? I know. In your Acura. <laughs> <laughs> so in 2003, the robot, they launched two rovers up there, Spirit and Opportunity, uh, and have been traveling around the surface ever since. Uh, and they're like slow-moving geologists. They sort of pick up samples and test it. And, and they're really – what their ultimate goal is trying to find some sort of moisture on there, right? Okay. Uh, in 2003, Ow. we also saw the Mars Express orbiter launch, and it gave us access to thermal readings of the planet. 2005 saw Mars Reconnaissance orbiter launch with the intent of more water investigation and, and to establish a better sort of connectivity, wireless connectivity to Earth by using the K-band. 
which uh, which is just another signal thing. It's a satellite thing. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> so 2012, NASA uh, landed the rover Curiosity, which sought to investigate the habitability of the planet and search for microbes in the soil samples. And in 2014, Maven Orbiter arrived and provided the sort of an enhanced... Uh, sensories and sort of as a successor to the Odyssey, which of course is going for 10 more years. <laughs> but the big question, Nicole, when after we get to go <clears throat> right after NASA press released the seasonal moisture stains last year, when are we going to send to someone to that planet? Because here's the thing, those, those rovers, <laughs> those, those two rovers that landed in 2003 have traveled like, they they t- they said that they just made a marathon of distance. Like, isn't a marathon like twenty six miles? It depends on the marathon. Well, I'm just saying that that's they, that's what they were saying. Maybe like the New York Marathon or something like that. that I, well, like the Boston Marathons, I think I think it's like twenty six miles right, or something. Right, they've been there I since be two thousand three, and they've traveled twenty six miles or whatever. Well, how fast can you go? Well, I'm just saying that that's 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 how slow it is. If you had yeah. an actual person on Mars, well, you get a they lot would travel 26 in miles in the first week. Yeah. You know? So I'm dying for that to happen, but why isn't that happening, Nicole? Money. <clears throat> I would say that's part of it because NASA's budget's actually 7% of what it was before. Yeah. Well, okay? because when you think about it, what good does it do for us to go there? Right. It enhances science, but at the same time, if we can learn as much without sending anybody, why bother? Well, here's something else. What if the guy we send ends up just going crazy? Like, did you see Armageddon? Think about Steve Buscemi (laughs) riding on the the nuclear warhead and just going nuts. We lost contact with him right when he got to orbit. (laughs) (laughs) And I haven't even seen The Martian, but that one's supposed to be pretty good. Right. Something about potatoes. That's all I know about that movie. What? There's something about potatoes. I mean, that's the only thing I've heard about that. Are movie. you joking or are you being serious? I'm not serious? joking at all. I, okay. I know it's got what's his face in it. What's his name? Matt Damon. The, that's uh, right. So <laughs> this is the thing. It's also dangerous to people. Well, yeah. Like people aren't really going to sign up. Yes, they for, will for these one-way trips. Do you? Yes, think? they will for a potential one, one-way. For a, well, everything space-related is going to be every a potential one way no matter what i mean think about it cars are dangerous planes are dangerous i don't know things happen things mess up and when you're going faster than what you can go on your own two legs you can fall over and die or whatever Do we have a credible line you think of volunteers <laughs> no i'm just saying i mean people will volunteer for that stuff yeah. knowing they might they may not come back they're well, gonna hope they're coming back but well i mean it's i think it's just very obvious to people Whereas maybe before they had like a little more faith in what's going on. But now that we kind of know what some of these, you know, moon expeditions we did were like and how dangerous they were and and the astronauts reporting back that they were like, oh, man, it was like a one in a thousand chance we were going to get those guys off of there, you know, acting like that. Yeah, it's it's people, terrifying. I know, but people there's still people out there that will do it. <clears throat> I think the biggest reason people is this. jump out of planes for entertainment. <clears throat> My think, coworker did that. Right. She's I, a nutball. I think the biggest reason is this. And this is this ties into the budget and ties into why people aren't willing to take the risk as much, I don't think. There's no race to this goal between countries, like competing countries. Well, because who needs what's what's the prize? We got there first. <laughs> right. 
So? Well, I Bring just, me a moon rock. Oh, no, wait. A Mars rock. <clears throat> whatever. Look, I, I've got this thing. I think that we need to, like, start sending some fake in- intel over to North Korea that we're going to go to Mars and have a person there and see if we can get them to go first. Why? Well, I, mean, <laughs> I don't just know. just weird. <laughs> Come we're on, North weird. Korea. Beat us to Mars. <laughs> what? They would compete with us. I'm not even going into any of that. All right, then. I, I, I will say that. We need North Korea to start a space program. You're <laughs> then we'll weirdo. we'll get to Mars in instant. Well, I still believe that we're going to get there before, you know, you and I pass away. I think of all the things people fight about, getting to Mars first is like the last one that we need to – we don't need to add another thing for people to argue over. You're, okay. you're a goofball. I'm not a goofball. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my hopes are diminishing, though, for the Jetsons' lifestyle of the future. I just want that <clears throat> that be able to push the button and dinner comes out done. I don't think we're going to get that. It's never going to happen, I know. But <sighs> I'm not that good at cook. It'd be really nice if it would happen. It's going to be made of soy, no matter what it is. No, I don't want that. It will be. No. Well, we'll just dream of that life together, and we'll play this game, all <laughs> <Okay>. right? Okay. <laughs> The following is a true recount of a board gaming session. It is not merely a conversation. It contains the actual sounds of components, success and failure, and in-the-moment emotions from the incident itself. The archivists of this audio would like to remind the faint of heart that the people involved are not rules experts, did not design the game, and do not always play nice. No one was murdered in the playing of this game. All right, Mission Red Planet. The year is 1888. And I remember it like it was going yesterday. going to Mars. <laughs> Steampunk. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Although the guy on the cover looks like he's wearing pajamas. Right. So anyhow, um, we set up some automated probes. They found a new element. Celerillium? Carrots and what? Solarium. Oh. We're going to go solarium. Oh, uh, that's and they something found, to do with the sun, right? I don't know what it is. And it's new. It's brand new. Nobody knows what it is. Oh. <laughs> and they also discovered a new material, sylvanite. Unobtainium. Which I think is something to do with light bulbs. Sylvan? Don't they do light bulbs? Sylvania? I don't know. Oh, that's probably it. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyhow, but it's more dense than anything found on Earth, so probably has nothing to do with light bulbs. Uh, in addition, they did discover ice. That could be useful oh. to create an atmosphere, thus allowing the planet to be colonized, I'll take just it. like Fred wants. Ah, uh, this game awesome. is for three to five <laughs> players, and the space race is on to get your astronauts to the ten different destination areas of Mars first and collect as many of those resources I mentioned as possible. Each turn's going to have five steps, so let's start at the beginning. How does one get to Mars? Rocket ship? Spaceships! Yes! Pretty close. Uh, so step one, new spaceships are randomly randomly distributed. Uh, during the round, ships are going to be taking off towards their assigned destination. So at the beginning of each round, the first step is to replenish those ships. There's going to be one spaceship on the launching pad for every player. So if you have three players, you get three ships. If you have five players, you have five ships, and that's how that works. Now step two... Ships. You're going to choose new characters. Each player is going to begin with a set of nine character cards. Now, my nine character cards are exactly the same as Fred's nine character cards. It's just that every one of those nine characters has its own individual unique abilities. Right, mine are yellow. 
And Freds are yellow. Every time. Always. Because that's what... He's the color of cowards. <laughs> so, anyhow, um, they all have their own specific abilities. Now, these abilities are going to allow you to do things like place astronauts on spaceships, destroy other astronauts, which is really kind of mean. Oh. Um, and since once you've played a card, you discard it and uh-huh. can't play it again, there is one card that will allow you to get all of those back into your hand so you can play it again. Right. Otherwise, you're going to have a rough time. But you kind of waste a turn with that guy. You do, but sometimes that's kind of necessary. <laughs> um, now, from these, players are each going to choose one and place it face down in front of them. Okay, so step three, boarding and takeoff. Now, the person with the first player token, which I don't know why they call it the first player token, because he never gets to play first. All he does is announce a character starting with number one, which is the recruiter. If nobody has number one on their face down card, he's going to call number two. Anybody got number two? Number two. No? Ha <laughs> ha. I see what you did oh, there. No. <laughs> Anybody got number three? And you keep going like this three? until every, each person says, I got number three, and they get the effect on that card. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go for number four until everybody has finally played their turn. Uh, where was I in my notes? When the number matches the card, you play it, and that's going to activate it. Okay, now, each spaceship has a limited capacity, and as astronauts are placed on these ships, they're going to launch when they reach that capacity. Okay, and that's going to occur because of these cards that we played. Are we starting over the song? What are you talking about? Shut up. Step four, landing and destination. Now, all ships that launched in step three now land on Mars. (laughs) 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 The landing zone is going to match the destination listed on the spaceship. Sometimes that's going to end up changing through different effects. Uh, This is... If this is the first time that this destination has been reached, then you're going to take a resource token and put it on that space that destination right you're gonna put uh flip it over so you can see what it is and it's going to be either ice solarium solar solar solarium thank you and sylvanite it's gonna be one of those three things which are all worth different points uh step five is the end of turn so the first player token that doesn't really go with first player that's going to be given to the person who played last in the previous round Uh, The turn counter is going to be advanced one space, and at the end of the fifth, eighth, and tenth turns, you're going to score points based on those resources of the, what's called? Solaria. (laughs) Sylvanite and ice. Uh, Points are scored by having the most astronauts in a zone on Mars, and at the end, you will score at each of those rounds. Uh, The game is played over ten rounds total. There are some bonus cards and some discovery cards that will come into play. We'll kind of talk about those oh. during the playthrough. Uh, basically, that's it. You just add up the total points, and the in the end, the person with the highest point score is the winner. Whoa. That was a lot of information. That was a lot of information. For a very simple-ish game. Is it? Pretty much. So, this game, let's, let's just kind of start off. You, you are going to start every round. By picking one of these cards, and these cards kind of they feel like uh, Libertalia cards, mm-hmm. or I guess like uh, Citadel cards, which we haven't played yet. Right, it's all in my list. So you've got these numbered cards, and you kind of share them, and they have a specific effect. And I'm playing this game with my brother. <laughs> this is my biological brother on this recording. <laughs> As opposed to your theoretical brother, <laughs> my theoretical brother would be. Oh, I don't even know who would my theoretical make somebody happy. Pick a name. I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't even know. I don't know what that means. Anyhow. But so let's let's just see how this starts because this could go. This could get rough. <laughs> First player card down. There we go. Choose wisely. All right, <laughs> Keith, you're first player, so you get to wait. No, we go. We go one. So we get a one. Anybody have a one? No. Two. No. Three. Maybe. Yes. Three it up. Three. Okay. I got a three too. Oh well, then he's first player. He gets to go right. first. Place a total of two astronauts on one or two spaceships. Hmm, which spaceship? I'll take mine that has a three, so then it's all full. And it takes off. Okay, so it takes off. It can take off. Flies up to there. Let's see. uh, And either pick up an event card or look at a discovery card already in play. So event card for me. You just draw from the top of that deck? And I did the same thing. And then uh, these get discarded. Okay, so I have a question. Yeah, if he, if he has a bonus up, or a discovery, it doesn't matter? It still goes under one of these spots? Uh, he can play it. I think it plays right away. So let's just make sure. Um, when you draw a discovery card, you keep it and place it face down near the zone on your choice of edge of the marge board. Uh... It, it says specifically, you draw it, you keep it, and place it face down near a zone. So I guess you don't have to do it right away. You can do it whenever you want. What if, it draw, what if you draw the bonus card? He just keeps it. Okay. As a secondary bonus. Oh, weird. So okay. don't mess around because you may okay. need that bonus. So yeah, I don't know where I want to play it yet. Okay, so keep it. So I'm going to hang on to it upside down. All right, I will go there... And just to be a thorn in Nicole, I'll also go to Ozona, or Zonia. <laughs> so, what is it? Vasistas Borealis. Or is that Vasistas Borealis? Is that what we decided? What'd you say? <laughs> Vasistas Borealis. Vasistas Borealis. That's right. That's where I'm going. <laughs> Nicole, what are you doing? Oh, I get to draw one of these That's cards. That's the too. northern zone of Take a look Mars. Mars. I like that. Hold on to that. That's mine. The cold, get your dirty hands <laughs> off. Alright. Well, I played a seven, which is stupid. Huh? Place three astronauts on the same spaceship. If there's not a single yes. space with at least three open spots when your turn starts, you must skip your turn. And Fred screwed me over. So, yes. uh, I don't uh, uh, If she can't fit three on a spaceship yep. without it taking off, she can't do anything. Yep. So she stops. Okay. <clears throat> so the only one that took off is yours. So you can go ahead and move your guys to Vales and dump them off. And that guy gets discarded. Just put it over, like here, up, face up. Good. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So that's all we do on turn one. We're okay. going to turn two. Oh, he gets a chip. <clears throat> oh, yeah. You get a chip. Flip that chip, top chip, face up. And the chip goes in there. We got a one. Okay, here's the good right. news about the ones. At the end of the game, if you have the majority, the most one tokens, you get nine bonus points. I don't know why. <laughs> That's in the rules, and it's just like one how to, sentence. How to win by losing. <laughs> it's like one sentence in the in the, in the ending scoring, scoring just all you of a sudden. You lost so bad, you came all the way around back to the top. <laughs> I'm the king of the ones, is what you said. <laughs> I'm number one. Look at me, I got one. <laughs> One's okay. good. My phone okay. number is so one. So does uh, the first player this. marker move, or does yes, it Yes, it goes, though. It goes uh, to the person who went rocket. last. The person who went last becomes a new first player, which ah. is Nicole. 
right. Oh, okay. So that's the first player. Right, chip. So now she it passes will... to uh, the clockwise direction. It, you know, it just goes to the, the person who went last. Oh. She went. She took a seven, okay. which she went last. So now we have to pick another card. We're at that point now. Okay. So I'm the last guy in line, the least likely to get my way this time. <laughs> I'm gonna just kind of throw out something that I don't think is gonna be a felt later. <laughs> Sorry, Ronnie James, you are the last in line. Uh, that's a do joke, Nicole. Why is he the last in line? Nobody knows. He's the last in line. Bow, bada do do, bow now. <laughs> That's terrible. No one can. Oh my goodness. That's a good that, song. Yep, that's enough. Everybody check out Last in Line because it melts your face like 30 seconds after the start. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Ronnie James Dio. I'm just going to say that. Now, <laughs> everybody listening, I'm just going to let you know that if you've ever gone to a rock and roll show, show and thrown up the little like rock and roll horns, you owe Ronnie James Dio royalties <laughs> because he invented that. Oh, he, he had. I'm telling you, he had an Italian aunt who used to give him the like the. the uh, root. It was like to repel the evil eye or whatever, <laughs> and she used to throw up the horns at him. But of course, his fingers were sort of facing, you know, <clears throat> facing the other person, and and uh, did involve that thumb out kind of thing. It's the thumb in, and. Uh, Ronnie started doing it on stage just to be a goof, you know, just to be mysterious. He'd throw this little, like, thing up and, like, try to act crazy like his aunt (laughs) did. And all of a sudden, he just started seeing it at rock and roll shows. So I'm just telling you, Mm -hmm. everybody owes that to Ronnie James Dio. Every time you throw up the horns at a rock and roll show, you are paying homage to Ronnie James Dio. I just can't believe your brother started singing along, too. I'm like, what is going on? Oh, my on? goodness. It's an awesome song. It's like karaoke night in the Kruger house. <laughs> I love that song. It's so good. So, <clears throat> roll selection, rocket destinations, rockets take off when they're full, and land on the planet, reveal a point chip. That's all there is to this game. Pretty easy. It's really See, easy. I told you. Easy. But the true strategies of this game, lay, they, they sort of lie in the roles that you're selecting and when you select them. Which I failed miserably at, obviously, since I couldn't do anything. At the end of turn one, Keith's already on Mars, and here is turn two. Okay, start calling out numbers, Nicole. Number one. Nope. Number two. Mm Number three. Nope. Number four. Nuh-uh. Yes. What? Place two astronauts on two different spaceships. Which ones do you want? I want to put one on number two. And number... No, 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 wait. I'm sorry. That's two. In I middle. lied. No, don't put it on two. Why do I keep thinking I'm you? You're a terrible liar. <laughs> you mean four, Well, I was thinking I was three. yellow for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm never this? yellow. I, I want am. it on three. Well, and the other there. one on... Two or one? Number one. And force a launch of one incomplete spaceship. So, launch number three, please. Okay. Where is that going? Azonia? Okay, keep calling out numbers, Nicole. You're on five. Number five. Nope. Number six. Yes. Yes. Femme fatale. Okay, Femme fatale. so Fred goes first. Okay, place one astronaut on a spaceship and replace another astronaut on the spaceship on the ground or in the air. So Aww. I can place one. I'm going to place one on <clears throat> this one. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to replace one of Nicole's going to Azonia. 
You're going to replace it? It says replace yep. it. Wow, that's rude. I've done replaced you. Sorry, I don't need your help anymore. Okay, so I got the same thing. Place an astronaut on a spaceship that's docked. Or of course, I could have replaced one with Keith's guy on Mars. No, it says, it says on Mars. Or uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Or on Mars. That. Whoa, yeah, probably. Yeah, why didn't you do that? I didn't even He's think of that. I'm doing me. that. I'm doing that. Put me back. Take backs. Put me back. Don't. I, I, I've Thank heard the you. arguments, Nicole. Okay, Keith. Uh, okay. You can let your brother so, do that to I'm gonna you. I'm going to take off. And oh, don't. Check you later. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, thought that was going to work for you? Yeah. It, was, it didn't work out. If you'd have left it there, I was going to attack her. Oh, no instead. way. So, no way. What did I do to you? That might have been a little. Uh, all right, that's all of us. That is. <laughs> it was bad tactics on your part. No, it was me. fine. It was fine. I'm going to attack you again. Because you don't okay. have that card anymore. You can't re- replace one. I'm going to play so, recruiter next turn and get it, it back. I'm going to Okay, so it, it, it took one turn. What? Before the sibling rivalry started. <laughs> well, you attacked him first. Did I? Yes. What'd I do? You attacked him on Mars. You were oh. going to attack me, and then you changed your mind, which is really a silly move on your part, because you guys both played the same card where he was going to replace somebody. Right. So when you attack somebody, don't you think they're going to attack you back? So it was like, you know, tit for tat. <laughs> Talk like that. <laughs> That's not naughty. What are you talking about? <laughs> but I'm just telling you, second turn, Keith's already attacking me. Nicole, you and I finally get on Mars. We reveal a couple of point chips. And for turn three, guess who shows up? The lawyer. What? <laughs> Is there like a clarification on here? I'm the clarification you need. Go ahead and ask me anything. Clarification for which Go ahead and ask me. I'll tell I'm you. I'm not what. asking you anything. All you have to do is ask me. I'm amazing at rule clarifications when they work out in my favor. <laughs> Go ahead. That means everybody but Fred. Shut up. <laughs> this sort of sass is not tolerable. Oh, that's not what I want. Okay. Um, All right. Well, now she knows. Me. And knowing how you know things. Ridiculous. What? That's how you know things. I'm going to start snapping. <laughs> you don't play a card I'm soon. I'm trying. Oh, you guys no, talking and maybe I'll be able to figure out what I want to do. <laughs> it's so difficult to think about. Where's that one? Oh my god, fine, I'll just do that. Oh. I don't even know if it's the right thing okay. or not. That's not the one I want. All right, who's one. got a one? No. No. Who's got a two? No. no. Any threes? No. no. Anyone play a four? No. no. Anybody play a five? No. No. Uh-oh. What about a six? Yes. No. Okay. Femme fatale. Place. For Nicole. One astronaut on yeah. a spaceship. I would like one on the number one there. Ridiculous. That is a good plan. And replace another's another player's astronaut on a spaceship, Put or or on Mars. On Mars. So I will replace. Yeah. If you attack me again, I'll kill you. Well, I don't think I have much of a choice. Well, what about veils? What about it? There's good skiing there. <laughs> I think I have to go here oh. just to get a foot. Ah. There. Hmm, weird. There you go. Oh, 
There you go. Snapped you out of it, and then you attack me, don't you? I thought it was hard playing with you picking on me, but with you and your brother both picking on me. My gosh. (laughs) Terrible. Well, you did the right thing. You attacked me. Of course. Now, we take a couple more. We do a couple more. uh, We take off a couple more times, and this brings us to the fifth turn, also known as the the first scoring turn. And then the component cop shows up. What's that mean? Hmm. So right. now we are going oh, up five. to round five. And at the end of this round, we're going to score. And I get the first player token, please. Yep. Nicole went last. Oh, thank you, saw. He's got all his cards back, Nicole. So he's got a lot of I know. Of that's. I do what I go. <laughs> I'm going last anyway, so... Whoa, whoa, gentle. (laughs) Gently. (laughs) Tell him, Nicole. Could you hear how hard he was riffling through those cards? I know, I know. bended him and like, oh, they were going to bend it. Just so everybody listening knows, it's totally okay to stop someone the moment they start roughing up your components. Absolutely. It's not their game. If it's their game, do what you want. This was not his game. Most people don't realize that a a cheap game in the board gaming hobby is $30 to $40. That's a cheap version of it. And the only way to replace the cards that he's messing around with is to buy a $30 to $40 game. Or to not let anybody play that color again. But I'm not doing that just because your brother's a wiener. You got it. (laughs) Right? That's right. Let's get back to turn five, Nicole. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Whoa! Keith is ready. Keith's ready. Okay. Number one. I'm not having to read the directions or anything. Number two. Nope. Yes. Place one astronaut on a spaceship and move up to three astronauts of your own color on Mars. Mm-mm. We don't like that. Mm-mm. We don't. Wait, no. <laughs> don't do it. No. Don't do it. Then we're going to move three of my color on Mars. Okay. Got nope. Those. Those are <laughs> those and they're dead. they're dead. Those are dead. So I'm just going to move these guys to here. Wait. You can move three of your own color. So you can Why take, wouldn't I move these to here? Why wouldn't you take open gaps that haven't been settled yet? Because you still don't get a chip, do you? Yeah, you do. Because I, I, I like three. In, Isn't that a good score? The first time an astronaut sets foot on one of those spaces, you would get it. Does it say all, th- all three from one space? No. Let's clarify. Up to three of your own color. Blah. Doesn't say anything about whether, they, whether they're in one, one space or not. Number two. Well, since you're new to gaming, though, <clears throat> the only thing I would say about that is, well, yes, it's great that you're going to get three points for that sucker. Wouldn't I get nine? Yeah, you could move from no, a, a zone to an adjacent. You have majority. It's just if you have majority. one astronaut could be moved multiple times. So you could actually oh, take, I see. You take okay. one from here to here, one from here yeah. to here, and one from here to here, or something like that. Oh, if you yeah. want to get more points, that would be interesting. That's what I'm saying. You could spread them out all over the place. Well, and on top really of that, cool. at the remember at the end of the game, whoever has the most blue In, tokens gets nine points. Gets nine points. You could leave anyway. one there and still have majority right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'd do this and then do like this. No, you can only move in one zone. One zone to another zone is how it says. Oh, so only over, over one? Right, right. So if you oh, had this, okay. like, that's what I'm saying, yeah. is you could spread these out to unclaimed territories and gain those chips at the end of this scoring phase. Or you can screw me over, which uh-huh. doesn't help anyone. Right. 
Like there might be a three that pops up on both of those. You don't know that. And they're going to probably be worth at least three. I see. So it's up to you. Yeah. Just trying to kind of nudge you. So, yeah, I would like to go to, let's see here. Your choice. Do what you want. Yeah, let's let's try that. We'll try okay, to so spread it out. Okay, so each one of those gets a chip face <clears throat> up. We'll let you flip them and do what you do. See? See? Look at that. Just made way more money out of it. And I've got the most ones. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> Which that only counts at the end of the game. Uh, yeah. Still. All right, so we're at three. Okay. You know, this is something I do too often. What? Help my enemies. Yeah, but <laughs> sometimes it's necessary. I think it's important for, you know... Sometimes these games can be a little overwhelming for right. somebody who doesn't play a lot of, of board games and to keep track of everything that's going on at right. once, you know? Well, and we were just trying – ultimately what we were doing in this clip was trying to help him understand that temporary majority was going to score him points right now. Yeah. And that he was he was trying to like bolster defense on certain stuff and we were like, why aren't you spreading out? You should spread out more and get more points because yeah. you'll have majority. I think he was trying to like play towards the end game and not realizing, well, we're going to score twice before the right, end, right? Because that's an unusual concept for some for a lot of games, right? Because you you're always scoring do that. three times in this, yeah. And I'm sure that he's going to keep that generosity in mind as we play the game, don't you think? Oh, sure. He's your brother. He loves you. Well, let's see how you do with this next turn. <laughs> Number eight. And place two astronauts on the same spaceship. If this is not possible, then you cannot place any and destroy an astronaut on the outside zone. So I get two. Outside zones. Oh, and I'm going to put them on. Uh, I think I might put them on here. Yeah. And then I put them both on there somebody. and I get to destroy somebody. Keith. In the outside zones. I wish I could destroy one of your guys, but I think I'm going to destroy one of Nicole's. Don't. Do one of his. Uh, well, that's only worth Why don't one. You destroy that. <laughs> I guess Space, I would have you take over. Not even on that one. <laughs> okay, I'll destroy this one. You, you take over that one. <laughs> there you go. What a jerk! Shh. Okay. Doesn't that mean you get no? Not to your nope, score. Okay. Not until Crap. next score. Place two astronauts on the same spaceship. <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna put two on number two. Really? And take off. Yes, and then I get to destroy one astronaut on one of the outside zones of Mars. So, yeah. Mm. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> oh no, wait. Oh, that one. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, I forgot. See. I put that back in your pocket. She could destroy I? Fred's and take over. There you go, Fred. <laughs> You're unbelievable. <laughs> so petty. Hey, <laughs> revenge counts. Okay, there's and it's the sweet. most contested place in the entire planet. Mar I remember that place. Yeah, we had a good time there. <laughs> Vacation there once. <laughs> no, but that's getting vicious, isn't it? Of course. You guys just attacked me again. Well, that's what we do. It's, well, I do. It's crazy. It was beneficial to my game. I'm going to tell you that we're over the halfway point in the game, and it's felt like you guys have been attacking me a lot. So I'm pretty sure that it's going to balance out from here, right? Of course. You guys are going to get fair about it? As always. Cool. All right, so I'm going to move... (laughs) 
You just ruin all my plans. Why do I ruin your plans? plans. You can move your guys two of them over here and take take advantage. Yeah. That's awful. You hear that? Hmm. I'm gonna move on every recording. One here, Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna move two here. Mm Hmm. Once again, I'm I'm the only person being attacked by this game. <laughs> right, Nicole? And your brother's probably gonna win and he'll just like oh, that's laugh. fine. If you all okay, if you so guys I'm, both attack me, I'm sure you will. I got a five. Place one astronaut on one spaceship and destroy one spaceship still on the ground. All astronauts on board are Nicole. No, Fred. So <laughs> these all get destroyed. I'm the only person being attacked in this game. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm gonna place <laughs> This is destroyed completely. Oh, oh the yeah. whole spaceship's gone. Yeah. Okay, and I'm gonna put one on uh See. This is outstanding. You guys, here we go. You guys <laughs> don't care who right wins as long as it's not Fred. <laughs> that, that is that's a strategy, typical, however. Yeah. Okay, so now that's, we have a, a score. that's typical of every game. Classic. I like his response. That is a strategy. Classic. <laughs> this is this. You both decide to attack me in uh-huh. a row. Uh-huh. Why not? The points in the game, uh, by the way, as you score these things, this, we're, we're like right around the, the second scoring, <laughs> and points in this game increase as you go so like the first round there's the multipliers add up uh higher in in later rounds so the first round you're only getting times one whatever Mm -hmm. spot you're on the next round you're getting times two whatever spot you're on and the third round you're getting times three whatever spot you control the third scoring round right and these and these elements are worth one two or three points a piece right so The points are increasing, and, and majority rule is, is really becoming more valuable. So it is very possible for you to get squashed in the first couple turns and then make a big comeback. As long as I can get you guys to start fighting each other and playing to win the game instead of just beat me, I should be able to make a comeback, don't you think? Maybe. Well, I hope so. Let's listen to this. <laughs> for your sake. Oh. Five. That's a play. Six. Uh, yeah. I don't know why I started I calling out numbers. You were player one, I'm sorry. Place one astronaut on a ship and replace another player's astronaut on a spaceship or a zone of Mars with one of yours. So I'm going to place one. <laughs> Where do you think I'm going to go? I'm going to go right here and replace this guy. Why right? would you replace my guy when you can get a guy on Helos right now? <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. I haven't really but thought about it. Because see, I could take off that here. That wouldn't help you because then you'd just be tied with the two of us. Okay. So let's see. What, what are well, the other options? <laughs> Mr. Smarty, what are the other can, options? I don't know. I'm just saying. So the, the you can replace are, one up here too, right? Yeah, he yeah. can just replace That's one right. up here. Replace that one. On Val's Get that. You can, take, you can take majority right here in Mare. Right no, now. You would take majority there and you can have more blues. I'd put one right here, take majority here for three points. But then you're going to have more blues. Three points. Three points. Mm. That's what I would do, but that's... I'm not... I'm crazy. Let me look at those. Okay, so I place one on a spaceship. Of course, that one's going to take off. Right. And then I can replace one somewhere else with this one. And, uh... We can replace one of those. Mayor. Take majority in mayor. Why would you need to? Because he doesn't have those three points coming in. He has to win. 
That's that's the highest point. There's two high points on here. This one he has majority in. This one he doesn't. Wait, am, am I the last play? Yes. Everybody's played? Oh, okay. So, but it won't uh, score till next round. Right. right. So we're not getting a score this round. If it was this round, yeah, I'd do that. If it's this it's still round, worth. then I we're want to replace to what? I think it's still worth it. Go to the valleys. Valleys. Forget that. That's one point. It's dumb. <coughs> it's not one yeah. point. It's more than one point. Oh. That's what I'll go for. Attacked Fred this round. again. I just, next, I just want to take note on the recording that that's a next round. I would have taken the right, three. So the one hundred percent attack Fred continues. Need to land. <laughs> ships need to land. Okay. Okay. One hundred percent Fred attacks. It's official. You just talked him into a Ooh, one point Fred. territory instead of a three point territory. So. <laughs> You guys are, do not even care who wins, as long as you attack me every turn. I lose almost every single game I ever play. When do I ever care who wins? You I just do. like to play. You get mad at me. I do not. I've seen it. Well, sometimes. <laughs> now, it is true that you have not attacked each other a single time in the game. We did once. At somewhere? this point, you have not. I thought we did. It is the turn before the end of the game, and you're both still looking at me like I have a chance. You always have a <laughs> I chance. Don't. I've told you many a time. You <clears throat> always have a chance. And no. if I try and back down because I feel like I'm being too mean, you will come back from way behind and just squish me like now, a little tiny bug. We're just going to get to this, okay? Because the final turn happens. Nicole, you attack me again and blatantly help Keith at the same time. Sorry. And let's he doesn't know any better. I had to help him. Let's hear some let's hear <laughs> let's hear the beginning of scoring. Okay. There's not enough of these tokens. Right. For that. Uh this is what it says. If you run out of score tokens, use resource tokens, which are these. Uh there were three tokens of the same kind at the end of the game. When a single player has the most astronauts in the zone, they receive the resource token that was placed in that zone. So these... You can trade those in for three of... Right, but there's no twos left. Right. So I think we're getting hosed on this. So let's just do scoring individually because this is going to get messed up. This is why I said to Nicole, it's the hardest part of the whole game. Yeah. So maybe we can work out ones. I think we can work out ones, right? Like you get these plus two more because Keith threw that thing down that, yeah, that blocks depleted you. Keith gets, or no, we don't get any. We get two, we get one apiece on this one that we yep. tied in. Okay, let's right. clear the ones off that we're done with then. <clears throat> oh, and you have that one. You get that one. It oh, says I you get it? that one, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one, Keith had majority, so he gets this one plus three more ones. Do we have three more ones? Yep. And then Keith gets three ones for that one, right? Yeah. I think that makes me the win king. Plus this one. Okay. Yeah. Keith also gets three threes for that one. For this one, plus the three chip. <laughs> okay. Okay, I get three threes for that one. Right, go ahead and get three threes. And you get the three <laughs> I chip. Get, I got like 15 ones. <laughs> okay. Okay, so up here, you and I are tied. So we get... We get this is what stinks about it, is that we don't have enough chips to make well, them Yeah, because we each get two. Yeah, so you get we one of us would get two of these, and the other one would get two. So you just take two of those, 
and put the other one back. That one's done. This one, did you get this one yet? No. Okay, so you get three twos for that. I don't have three twos. I have right. two twos. Plus, Keith needs to get three twos down here, and I get these five okay, twos wait, wait, wait. plus that two. Well, if I get three so I would be twos done scoring plus at that, that point, chip? Those. And didn't you get the ones for that? You got the ones for that. Hmm? Get out of here. No, he didn't. He didn't? We no, shared. not for that one. Oh, that's right. Uh, so this one gets that one discarded. Goes, that one gets discarded. Sorry. So we're down to these twos. So all you have to do is come up with... There's no bonuses for having the most twos. So, okay, so, so just, just come up with threes, threes that work, but you have to divide it by twos. You have to divide it by twos, so it would be six points. Two threes each. So you could only... Yeah. Well, no. Two threes for you, two threes for me. That'll make six. Oh, two of those. But you're not going to divide it by three. You have to divide it by two-point chips. Why? Because if you had two-point chips, it would be... Three two-point chips is two three-point chips. So you would get one apiece, and then the other person would get the scoring token. All right. Why? They're not tied. Oh, you're right. You're right. Right. Okay. Two of them. So he gets Give that. Me. I get this. Right. Good. You're out of here. Good Lord. What's wrong with you? All right. Man? Now. <coughs> so everybody has their points that they're supposed to have. Now. He wait gets a minute. nine six, extra six points. Six times 12 divided by 18. Wait a minute. <laughs> you get nine extra points, Keith. Let's just go ahead and do your scoring. I'll do it on my calculator real quick. Okay. So just start. Oh, wait. But don't forget my bonuses. Right. Oh, we'll, yeah. There's these two. We'll do all those real quick because I don't. This is this is the hardest part of this game. <laughs> oh my god! Why is that so funny? <laughs> oh my god! That's the funniest clip I think I've we ever played on this show. We should put a disclaimer show. before that part saying if you're in a in a vehicle, pull over because you're gonna fall asleep before the end of it. My gosh. <laughs> oh my god. That's got to be the funniest clip we've ever played on what this show. What kind of math are we doing? <laughs> two threes. We can't do two points. Three points? Are you? Oh, oh my, my god. So <coughs> I really don't know if anybody's going to think that as, fun, as, as funny as I think that is. <laughs> Just so you know, the scoring's a bit complex. A little bit. <laughs> and, and there's a huge problem. We, there's not enough chips to score with in the game. Well, and they tell you, they warn you of that. In the rules. Yeah. Are you kidding me? They, they like, actually admit in the rule book that, that there's not enough and you've got to make concessions. And oh, man. Now, we have to admit, too, this is also the, what version do we have? The This is the Asmodee version, not okay. the Fantasy Flight version. So, we Fantasy <coughs> Flight hopefully fixed that problem. Right. But we should, have, we should have figured out how to use our poker chips in this. I, I, oh, yeah. Because it was disastrous, as you could hear. It was pretty rough. <laughs> Pretty rough. But let's get to that final score for real. Here we go. Okay. Okay, 46 to 66 right there on that. Uh, I did actually get my bonus, I think. No, I didn't. I missed it by this stupid place. You guys wouldn't stop taking me out. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 24, 26, 27. I got 27 points. Wow. You guys destroyed me. What do do I do if I'm playing against two people? Landslide. Jeez. So the final score was Keith 66, you 46, and me 27. A huge spread in points. Yes, it was. (laughs) That is the most picked on that I've felt in a game since the last time I played Machi Koro. Yeah, I don't believe that. (laughs) So this is, uh, we did mention that this is the... uh, 
Asmodee version of this. Now, there is right. not really – I looked into it. There's not really any changes to mechanics. The game still plays the exact same way. <clears throat> okay. It's just the components are different? Pretty much. Okay. So what do you like about this game? <clears throat> um, It's not super complex to learn as long as you're not trying to do the scoring. Right. Um, I, I was already a fan of Libertalia. I really like that game. I like the, uh, everybody has the exact same deck of cards, so you could potentially be playing the same thing against one another. But based on when you play that, it can have a different effect. Just like my very first round, there's our dog drinking. Why not? (laughs) She's got a little problem. Um, what was I saying? You're talking about our dog's drinking problem. Before that, talking about the game. <laughs> you said you like Libertalia. I like Libertalia, and I like the, uh, being able to, okay, that, that, cause I was saying in the, in the first round, bleh, first round, I screwed up. I played a card, and then by the time it actually got to my turn, right. I didn't get to actually do my <clears throat> action. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of a risk that you take. But I think that's fun. I don't know why. It's right. It's just good. Well. So I like that aspect of it. I like the way that the character cards play out. To make your actions happen. Right. I like that uh, despite being picked on, it was fairly short. (laughs) And and I didn't... It was fairly short. Right. Since I was picked on, it didn't take long. That's good. This is is the thing. The reason I felt picked on, and and this is a classic thing, that there's certain games, and Territory Control is one of those type of games, where when you're playing an odd number of players, the opponents are going to end up sort of picking on one person more often than the other. Well, I think specifically when you're playing, not just an odd number, but a three-player specifically. Like, I don't blame blame you guys for having some sort of personal dispute with me. It's not that at all. It's just in this type of game, I think you need an even number of players in order for it to play out fairly. I think you could manage it fine with a five-player and not have that issue. Maybe. I think it's specifically a three-player issue. Right, cause I, because I used to play got... war games where you would we'd play three players with three different armies, like right. Warhammer, and one guy always got the squash by the other two. Yeah. And just got his butt kicked and was like, yay, I spent four hours of a Sunday to get my butt kicked by you guys. Yeah, because it's like <laughs> you almost have to form an alliance with one person. Well, if you have five people playing, just because you're making an alliance with one person doesn't mean that everybody else is. Right. So... I don't know. It just kind of is in your favor to say, well, as long as I just pick on you, I might have a chance. But this game was it, – it is short and it was short it enough short. That, that even though I was getting squashed and, and, and getting that kind of stepped on feeling, it, I knew it was ending soon and it wasn't going to be a bad thing. There was no – there's no gray ending to this like in – like say in Machi Koro where I didn't didn't do well with that. Where it's just this gray area where you don't know how long it's going to go, but it's going to be a while. Well, potentially. This one's like at the end of turn 10, you're done. Yeah, you, know? you definitely know exactly when it's going to be over because there's 10 turns. There right. you go. So, so it's a little bit easier to put up with if that happens to you. Uh, it is area control, and you're not really doing like a risk-type conflict, but there is there is some manipulation there and a little bit of direct action that's kind of, you know, that definitely is a little more aggressive than, say, like El Grande or something like that. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so it's not completely void of that, but it's it's. I'd say it has a, just enough 
just enough to keep it interesting because it doesn't ever seem to really devastate you too much other than the, the rocket ship one. What? <clears throat> the rocket ship one where he blew up my entire rocket full of astronauts. Yeah, that's pretty devastating. That's a big jerk move. Yeah. So that And I did that to you, I think. I think – well, I think you did it to me and then I think Keith did it right. to you. But yeah, and the fact that your little astronauts can literally be destroyed. They're right. gone. They're not coming back. Right. And they I, go into the little void. I as well really like those kind of Libertalia cards or Citadel cards or whatever uh-huh. where you have these actions and you all share these cards that you're going to play eventually. Uh-huh. And it's just sort of it, – it, it variates just based on when you play yours. Right. And I, I, I always think that's a really interesting mechanic. Um, <clears throat> the What do you dislike about this? Um, well, for ours, I didn't like the board itself, the Mars board. Um, it was warpy and I could not get it to not warp. Right. The Asmodee version of this has the worst board. It curled up Uh and, and it's, it curled up bad enough that when you try to kind of like just press it flat that you were like, I'm going to rip this board in half because you could see this really distinct crease line in the artwork in the middle whenever I was leaning on it a little bit. And I was like, I'm not doing it. We're just going to have to play with. And it was warped badly enough that, I mean, it's pretty important that your little guys, when you put them in a certain area that they don't move too far. Right. You've, it's not a very big board, but there's 10 distinct areas on it. Yeah. If one of your guys kind of scoots into another area, it's real hard to keep track of where everything <clears throat> was. So if you're constantly trying to flatten out the board, Plus, it increases the chances of you bumping the side of the board and making your pieces fly right. everywhere. That's a problem. Well, I mean, maybe if it was a fantasy game, I would have been okay playing on an elf shoe. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was pretty curled. Well, here's the thing. Uh, as we said, <clears throat> Fantasy Flight, I'm sure their board is amazing. Probably. Well, I saw pictures of it online, and uh, <clears throat> they said they did theirs more like a jigsaw puzzle mm-hmm. style where right. – Instead of it having to fold up and have that potential for warping, right. um, the pieces come apart. It'd be like our like a dungeon fighter. Mm-hmm. That one's got that jigsaw puzzle style right. board, and it always stays flat. Yeah, it does. Uh, and I, but I do know that Fantasy Flight replaced our nice little cardboard punch out uh, rockets, which are really these, cool, with a crappy deck of rocket cards. Yeah, that's a little disappointing. Which because, isn't cool at all. Well, it's just. They're, they're fun <clears throat> components for the game to have, you know, well, these think, fun little rocket ships. I think they also replaced, like, ours were like little colored cubes. Yeah. That were our, our uh, settlers. That were our, our astronauts. Right. Yeah. And, and theirs are little astronaut people, I think. Yeah, they're like actual miniatures, which is very <laughs> cool. So that part's definitely an upgrade. Right. So if I could just get a Fantasy Flight board and, and their the astronauts, then I would have a great looking keep, game. Keep our spaceships. Keep our spaceships. And our launching pad, because I like it better. Right. If I guess if it was really important to me, I could get that. I'm, but I, it would have to be on super clearance for me to do that. Like I'd have to see it for like five bucks. I don't know that I'd ever play it enough times f- to justify that much expense. Even I mean, five dollars. Well, five dollars, of course. <laughs> I'm not crazy. Okay. So let's talk about. What I do your... wish they'd kept the spaceships though. <clears throat> How difficult is this game to teach a non-gamer? Keith learned it. Yeah. I don't think it's very difficult. No, I mean, it's pretty easy. You, I mean, it's. It, the hardest part of it is just the amount of time it takes in the first, you know, round or, or mm-hmm. three, um, reading those cards and, and realizing yeah. what each of them can do. Right. That's, I mean, you've got nine cards all available to you right at the beginning. Right. That's one of the things that Libertalia did that's a little bit different is, 
you may have a deck of like, you know, 27 different cards that you can choose from, mm-hmm. but you're only going to get five of them this round. You'll right. get another five next round, another five the round after that, or it might be, might be seven. It might yeah. be, it like, but it's not quite nine. Nine is a whole lot of cards to, to read details on. It is. So, and then that's just a challenge that you're going to get with that style of gameplay anyway. Libertalia has a lot of cards. It yeah, has you're right. Rolls. Yeah, but you don't get that many right. each time. Right. So, so what, what can on be a, a rating of one to five? Oh, um, I'm going to say three. I didn't think it's super hard to teach. I'd say a two. You think a two? I'd say a two. Okay. With Besides the scoring, everything was really easy. Yeah. The bonuses and discovery cards were a little awkward. Which I'm too. sure Fantasy Flight probably worked out the lack of chips problem, too. Oh, God, I hope so. That was a nightmare. To, that was To ridiculous. actually package your game up and say, we well, didn't put wrong. enough components in here, so yeah. good luck. That, yeah, that's... if you run out, try and fake it with this. No, 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 no. Just give me a score pad if you're going to do that. Exactly. It's ridiculous. So that part I didn't care for. But then so again, you can't fault say, them. They're I'd not doing it's anymore. a two to teach. Uh, what, what, you, what would your... You rate it first. I rated the other one first. Okay. Well, I'm I'm going to say it's uh, probably a three. I'm going to say three. Three. It's a good game. It's a good game. I, w- I don't necessarily need to get rid of it, but at the same time, if I were to play it again, I'd much rather play it with four or five players. I think three is a bad number. And three is, three is the minimum yeah. that you're able to play it with. Right. I think it would play much better with four or five. Three has that squash effect. And I, I don't think it's yeah. suited for three. Yeah, if your base gaming group <clears throat> is typically three players, I'd, I'd probably skip it for that. Right. So that's the end of that review. But guess what, Nicole? It's not the end of the episode yet because you know why? You're tricking me. You, you know, know I have to go to the bathroom, right? You know why? Why? Because we got questions. What? So we got answers. I just saw ACDC. That wasn't ACDC. No, but that's that's who I was trying to be. But <laughs> that's trying to paint a I just too. saw ACDC. I dressed up as Angus Young. Maybe I'll post some pictures or something. You should. Maybe. That'd be fun. No, nobody cares. Put it on Instagram for you. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'll do that for you. <clears throat> okay. So Steve wrote us. Steve. Steve. Hey, Steve. Now, Steve, uh, he, he binge listened to our episodes this last week, and he listened to probably two days of us talking. <laughs> I can't even listen to us for two In a days. Week. I'm kidding. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, Steve asked us a few questions, and we can't go over all the questions because he went through our whole catalog and threw questions on tons of episodes, which we appreciate. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Steve. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> so you might hear more about more from Steve here in the next in in the upcoming. Uh, Episodes because we're gonna I think we're gonna spread them out a little bit. That'd be good. But here's the uh, first three questions that Steve asked us. We'll just we'll do three. That's a good number. That sounds good. <clears throat> so number one, he says after listening to the first five episodes, he heard that we picked up Shadows of Brimstone and that we love Flying Frog, but he doesn't he does not see an episode dedicated to playing or reviewing it. Any chance this will happen in the future? Yes. Did you ever glue <clears throat> together? The models? They're all glued together. Okay. The, I've played the game. I couldn't remember. I just remember I our conversation it. about them not packing glue <laughs> into a 
model kit building. <clears throat> that really should game. be right on the front of the box, like a giant sticker that says glue you needed. You need glue. Glue needed. I mean, it, it is on the back. It does say something like assembly required, glue glue required, so something. Tiny. But it's I know. I, I I'm actually really <laughs> looking forward to that one too. We got to get it pretty soon. Are we we're not going to wait till Halloween? Are we? I don't know. Should I? Don't, I? I don't want to. Okay. I want to play it. Jeez. I think it sounds fun. Okay. Which one did we get? We got the swamps. The swamps. Yes. Swamps of death. Yes. Right. So, yes, we are going to play that soon. It's just in the queue, you know? <laughs> we got to get people over again. What's terrible about that is they've, they've released, like, a city expansion that lets you kind of role play in between campaign, like, in, in between missions and stuff. Well, we're not doing that. No. I totally want to do that. No. So bad because it has no. city missions and you can go work for the barber guy. Not right now. We just got to oh, play the so game. Cool. We got to get the so cool. How long have we had that game? A year and a month. Mm-hmm. Don't exactly. get mad at me, judging. I, whatever. Right. <laughs> so, no, second question. He says, your episodes feature live gameplay audio with Matt and Brianna, but they haven't been guests on the podcast. Will they be joining? He says he's, he's sorry if this happened in future episodes, but he knows now that that never happened. Right. Uh, we, I don't. I don't know if we want to put them on an episode or not. I don't know not. if they want to be on an episode or not. They, I mean, they really like being like playing games. Well, yeah. But they've never like like expressed a desire to be on an episode. We've never asked him to be either. Well, I don't know. I mean, Matt's a member of the guild. Yeah. Now what's his his name on there? I don't even know. Fat Ninja. Was it? Five Oh. Is it? I think so. Maybe he could answer you guys on the guild. I don't know. Or he wants to be on or not. (laughs) Say mean things to him. No, I don't know. But I don't know. He, uh, we've never really thought about doing that. I don't know. We well, kinda, I kind of thought about it, but then I think about how Matt makes me super angry during gameplay. Well, you know, here's so, a situation. Live, it, I don't know if I can handle him. Here's a situation that I definitely would have him on the episode. He and her. You know what I? You know this, what that is? What? Now, we've gone to like Comic-Con, comic conventions with them. If they came with us to Gen Con, then I would totally have them on the episode to talk about Gen Con. Oh. Are we going to Gen Con? I want to so bad. You do. Kind my stomach's of. growling. Why I'm sorry. Know. Like every episode, I know my that's, stomach that's makes noises. Par. Shut up. Um, <laughs> are they not sold out yet or anything? They don't sell out Gen Con. They'll sell it until the <laughs> vaults overflow with money. Well, I know they're doing new stuff with like <laughs> down at the stadium and stuff, but I, okay. they've expanded it. Have they sold out of places to stay within a they, three hours that's drive? That's probably, well, we never stay downtown. No, I know, but I mean, it's not a very big state. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, you look into it. But Maybe if you're, you're going to do it, I need to know because I got to ask for the time off. No way. So, uh, third question. Uh, you guys. <laughs> what was the answer to the second question? Oh, yeah. If they go to Gen Con with us. If they go to Gen Con with us, we'll have them on an episode. Otherwise, we'll see. Okay. So, uh, you guys asked for two player game recommendations. Have we tried Lord of the Rings, the card game from Fantasy Flight? He's not sure if we're into the theme, but it's an awesome two player. It's assuming that you're willing to pick up the core set, uh, and a couple of expansions. Steve, we played it. We didn't like it and we sold it. I had two core sets and three expansions and I still could not get Nicole to like this game. Is that the one with the little spiders and? There's my stomach. 
I, it's been a long time since lunch, and Fred wasn't hungry before the podcast. <laughs> right. So it, it's the it's the one that had like um, which one was that? It had like three little cards or whatever that were mission cards, and you were playing your own little decks of cards and trying to defeat enemies that were in the middle. I don't know. It had like the spiders that we had to def- defeat. I think so. Mer- yeah. spiders or whatever. Yeah. It, we kept losing it, and I don't, you did not like the game. I, I played what, it like three times, four times. There was with another you, Hobbit game like, that I, I really this. liked. What was that other one that I really liked? That's the Lord of the Rings cooperative game. Okay, that one I liked. That was a good one. But but this one I didn't. I don't know what it was. I don't know why I didn't like I don't, it. I, I thought it was okay. You know, it was average. Got their, I, I tried to solo it a bunch, and I, it just didn't quite catch me for some reason. Eh, I know. I'm we sorry. Sold it. We sold it. Okay, good. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for the uh, recommendation, Steve, and thanks for your questions. And guess what, Nicole? What? That wraps up episode 29 of Talk About Board Games. And you should have at least put that last question first or something, because now I feel like we ended, you know, poor Steve's questions on a down note. Steve's doing great. Okay. <laughs> Trust me, he's doing great. <laughs> now, uh... If you guys listen to us and you would like like to ask us anything, we are very hard to offend. Okay, well, so you can ask us. I'm very anything. hard to offend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fred gets all up in arms about his pronunciation. What are you talking about? On your songs, I can't understand the words. I don't know why they're saying that. Oh my god, you're so sassy. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're in timeout. It's been a long day. <laughs> All right, so you can ask us anything. We love to hear from our listeners. We do. We just don't like to be interrupted by our co-hosts. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm offended now. <laughs> the, uh, so email your questions to talkaboutboardgames at gmail.com. If you would like to mail us a letter, you can do so by sending it to P.O. Box 6943, Lee's Summit, Missouri, 64064. Now, I think we were supposed to get a postcard, but we haven't gotten it yet for some reason. I'm hoping it didn't get returned. Here's the thing. Originally, we opened it up as you and I, and we didn't put it as a business, even though I said to put it as a business, because we don't make money, so it's not really technically a business, but the government doesn't see it that way, apparently, when they talk about their little precious post office boxes. So I think it got sent back. (sighs) I hope not. But then last week, I went and checked the P.O. box, and we got something for, like, Mike Tully. I don't know who that is. I know. Wanting us to be friends of the zoo. (laughs) Well, wanting him to be friends of the zoo. Now, we feel the show is better when our listeners take part in these show discussions and segments, and you can do this by joining our guild on Board Game Geek. You just visit our website, talkaboutboardgames.com, and click forums to get there. And I'll try and post more stuff on there, although it freaks me out because every time I hit the post button, it seems to, like, do it wrong. Or if I hit reply, it doesn't reply to what I thought I was replying to. Okay. I'm really bad with computers. We're wrapping up this episode as soon as you're done. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now, to keep up with uh, things board game that we are up to, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter. And also, if you haven't yet, please review us on iTunes or like our Facebook page. Now, in two weeks, Nicole and I will honor the will of the listeners. After after a voting on a poll, the listeners decided that we were going to play the cooperative game Freedom, the Underground Railroad. We'll see you then. Why is he the last in line? Nobody knows. He's the last in line! Bow! Ba-da-do-do! Bow-da! <laughs>